friends, this is Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl, and oh my goodness, it is the, the Thanksgiving holiday season, and I don't know about you, but you might still be attending a family uh, gathering this weekend or even next weekend. Maybe you had your gatherings uh, last weekend, or if you weren't able to gather with anybody because you were ill or because there just wasn't anybody to gather with. I hope that you took some time to be thankful for what you have and where you're at and how things in your life are going. And, you know, sometimes we can really think things are just not going well. And that kind of made me do a little reflecting about my journey um, to where I am right now. So I this is more of a reflection piece and then to kind of tell you what's going on right now here at Tutoring with Cheryl. And I have to give all the credit to my very first family that really inspired me to say, yes, you can do this. And I know I've told this story before and um, if you've heard it before, you're like, not again. But I think it's just so worthy of telling you how I got to be where I'm at because every tutor's story is different. And if you've just joined me for the first time, you're probably like, who is this person talking on the other end? And so I just want to reintroduce myself to new listeners. And, um, you know, in case you forgot my story, just tell it again. So uh, I always say I graduated from teaching in public school. Um, a lot of you will hear me say I retired early, but I, I literally graduated from the classroom in 2022, in May of 2022. So I am approaching my second year anniversary out of the classroom. So this is my my um, 34th year in education at the end of May, and 32 of them were in a, the confines of public schools. And I am all for public schools. I am a public school person. But I also am for any school, any school that's going to take the time out to um, lead the way to spend time, spend seven hours with your child per day while you're at work and to educate them. Bravo. You guys are heroes. We are unsung heroes. I'm going to say this. You can put that, you can put that on my tombstone. Teachers are unsung heroes because we show up day in, day out. We deal with emotions. We deal with, you know, sick kids. We deal with family schedules, all those things that happen. And uh, so that's why educators are really unsung heroes. Plus, on top of that, you're dealing with all of the bureaucracy of public school, private school, uh, charter school, whatever it happens to be. Or if you're a micro schooler, you're creating your own bureaucracy because you have to have systems in place. And all of those systems are important um, to helping our children. But I digress. And so let me get back on track here. So my story simply is, is that um, I went to the University of Nebraska. I am a Cornhusker. Um, I am so proud of the school that I went to. It was back in the day, it was a small little, um, well, we were, uh, what were we, uh, the Big Eight or something like that. We were small. This, the, the university was small. It's it's huge now. Um, but I went to teacher's college and I was, because I was not really sure what I wanted to do, but as a child, I always um, gravitated toward like, towards like playing school. I, and I just admired my teachers so much. They were just like my superheroes. And I thought, oh, if I can be somebody's superhero or be that protector or be that person for that somebody, you know, that's, that's okay. It doesn't matter how much I make, you know, that was kind of my mindset uh, because back in the day, you know, when you're going through college, you're spending money, you might not be making money and you don't really realize the value of money. So, um, went in, had a wonderful career. I mean, I, I really did. 
the last 10 years were just tough. I think you can ask anybody in public education, private, here in the States, around the world, because I've talked to so many people. They're all feeling that. It's just a real struggle. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. But I'm just going to say that we're trying to teach too much during a school day and kids are getting lost in the shuffle. And, you know, I have a very strong feeling and I've always, I, I always have, we, we need to really master the basics. We need to go deep into what we're learning. We can't just skim the top over a bunch of topics and say, oh, yep, that's fine. Uh, because kids don't really get it. And because they have brought all of these skills, they've, they've taken eighth grade skills and put them into sixth grade. Our kids are not ready for that people. So if they've took, taken the eighth grade things and put them into fifth and sixth, then they've taken the fifth and sixth grade things and put them into, you know, third grade. And they've taken the third grade things and put them into first grade. And they've basically want your child reading and writing before they even come to school now. And that's a bit of an exaggeration, but uh, it feels that way. It feels like there's a pressure to do that. And it's just like, oh my goodness gracious, like, why are we doing this? And I've watched all this unfold in my career. Um, and I, and I, and I don't want to point fingers or blame anything, but I really saw a shift take place when, um, back in the nineties, when I was uh, teaching, um, with no child left behind early two thousands. Um, and then there was this big push to have, you know, a national curriculum and, you know, um, with the common core then became a thing. And, you know, we're going to, we're just going to give kids more to do because they should be able to do it just because the teacher can teach it people, because I saw this happen. Just because the teacher can teach it doesn't mean that that is something that children are emotionally ready for. And I just got so frustrated because I was trying to work with kids that weren't emotionally ready for the challenges of the things that were going on in the classroom and the expectations for what they were supposed to be able to do by the end of the year. I mean, as a fifth grader, you're supposed to be able to add, subtract, multiply, and divide fractions and mixed numbers. Come on, people. When I first started teaching, that was at the end of sixth grade. And we were lucky if we got to division of fractions. And clearly I was in education for a long enough time to say, yeah, but you know, we just keep pushing things at kids and it is so much. Um, and so instead of spending time, you know, really working on, uh, the process of reading and really learning to be a good reader, we're doing all these things, all these extra things with reading that maybe we don't need to be doing. Like, let's just get the foundations of reading and then the comprehension is going to come later. But instead, we're like, well, you have to read it. Plus, you have to be able to comprehend it. Plus, you have to be able to write all this stuff about it. Plus, you have to be able to go back into the text to find it. Sure, all those things are important, but gosh, do they all have to be on the same day? You know, so can't we revisit those texts over and over and build that vocabulary and that background and do more project-based learning where the kids are getting, you know, the same ideas in their science classes and in their math classes. And that, that is how I taught way back in the day when I first started teaching. And I got to tell you, I felt like my kids were more prepared and did very, very well. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get all these things mandated on us, which by the way, I do think that is important. Please do not think that I do not think that having a, um, you know, set of guidelines is not important because it is, but it's just the way it all went about. And when you're in it and you're seeing it, it's so frustrating. Um, so that, that really kind of drove me out of the classroom between, you know, all of that, that was going on and we're, we're asking kids to really do a lot of things that many of them were not ready for. And I really speak from the heart because I had all of these situations where kids would just be so frustrated because they didn't get 
they didn't master it in the, the, the year before because the teachers, the lower grade teachers just kept saying, well, they'll get it next year. They'll get it next year. And then pretty soon they come to my classroom and they hadn't really mastered much of anything. And so it was a struggle. And, you know, and I was at the fifth grade level. Can you imagine being an eighth grade teacher or the, the teacher in high school who's trying to teach these upper level math classes or reading classes? And, you know, they just, it's, there's a lot to it. So we are asking our kids to do a lot. And, um, I loved my job. I loved everything about it, but it just, it just wasn't working for me. And I told my administrator at the time, I don't fit in your system anymore. Like I just don't fit here anymore. And I think it was because I really wanted to embrace, let's go a little bit deeper. Let's do multiple practices of these things and let's quit adding to the curriculum. There's no reason to do that. And uh, so I had to leave uh, for my sanity. Um, and, you know, it's always good to have a new person in the classroom. And here's the thing. I had to really swallow that hard pill. You are replaceable. Like it was so nice. I got to tell you, I had wonderful support. Even my administrators were like, oh, please don't leave. And, and my not all my fellow teachers, but my good teacher friends were like, are you sure you want to do this? And, and, uh, the school board members were reaching out to me and parents were like, really, you're going to leave. And everybody was like astonished because walking into my classroom, and I'm going to say this again and again and again on the surface, everything looked fine, but my turmoil inside of me and the behaviors that I was having to deal with from students because they were being asked to do a lot of stuff that they weren't ready for. And we couldn't take the time to like digest it wasn't working and I could no longer be a part of that. Um, so I said goodbye and then I left for a while and I was like, oh my gosh, did I make the right decision? Okay. So now I either need to go and get a job, which I, I mean, I really did consider getting a job. Talked with a good friend that had gone to the same high school. He's like, yeah, we can find a place for you here. But it was so much new lingo and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't think I want to do that. That just seems like it's so out of my wheelhouse. Great company. I mean, he was so nice. Come back, talk to me, think it over. We can we can work something out. But for me, it just wasn't really going to work. And then, you know, I mulled over the idea of just showing up at a Scooters or a Starbucks, a Starbucks and being a barista. I mean, if any of you follow me or know me, you know, I like my coffee. You know, I like my tea. And so I was like, hey, I could go do that and make people happy. Because I'm in disservice, clearly. But then I thought, you know, that's a job. I'm going to show up and do it. But is my heart going to be in it? Like, if I was going to open up my own coffee shop, which, again, is another dream of mine, um, I think I would really like that. But then you're tied down, you know. And I'm just to that age where it's like, ooh, do I really want to be tied down to this? So what ended up happening is um, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to give this tutoring thing my own my own, uh, brand. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and do it myself because at the end of my career at when COVID started, I was, um, working on helping other students through a national chain here in the United States. I actually work for varsity tutors, great company. Honestly, I did not have a bad experience. I, and I bravo to them for creating a platform for people like me who just want to help out. But what I found out was that, and this is not, I'm not slamming varsity tutors because they are, they are working hard to bring students your way. They are, you know, they have a bank of questions you can use or, you know, a few tools. They've got a whiteboard. They've got a scheduling system. They do all the payments. That is huge, people. But I was only making $15 an hour. And after teaching all day and then working a full hour for $15 with two degrees and all my experiences, I'm like, 
oh, I just cannot work for that amount of money because I was putting a lot of extra time and effort into it. And many of my parents that I was getting on varsity tutors only wanted me to help with homework help. You know, I'm happy to help with homework help, but that's not my goal. My goal is not to say, hey, I'm going to set up shop. Come in, I'll help your kids with your homework. That's not my goal. My goal is to assess your student, figure out where they need support, and then develop a plan of action to fill in those gaps and really launch them forward. And I have really cracked the code on that. And I've got students that are just doing amazing things and I'm so proud of them. And they're actually needing me less and less, which is wonderful. I mean, gosh, who who wouldn't want to say, hey, yeah, I used to work with this student five days a week or four days a week and now we're down to two because they're doing so well. That's called success. That's called this child is meeting their goals and the support systems are in place for this child to feel confident and doing very, very well. Um, so along with that, I've kind of been, you know, it's it's allowed me a little bit more time um, to look at my practices and what am I doing and how else can I work to support families because I I am a very creative person very creative my sisters are very artsy my sisters are are, are very very talented uh, musically and um, artistically and are really great with. Um, social emotional things and and they that like that's a really strong point my strong point is looking at things figuring out where the problem is and then scaffolding approaches to meet goals i mean like i have i have like superhero powers there like i can totally do that so when i meet with a student i can quickly tell okay this is where i think they need to be i go through the assessment pieces that validates where i think they need to be and then i tell the parents Here's what I can do. Here's where I'm going to start. I'll tweak it as I go. Um, I would say we're going to, we need to really to move things forward, meet three times a week if they're really struggling or two. If you're meeting with me once a week, I always just call that a maintenance plan. You're not going to get a whole lot out of once a week, twice or three times a week. You're going to see some changes. Um, and then, yeah, so, so that's what I do. But now, I have created something brand new I'm trying out, and I really want to share it with you. It's called the Winter Ed Hub for Kids. And so what I've done is I have gone in, and because I am real, I'm pretty good, really, honestly. I I, I hate to brag, but I'm going to brag because I'm good with it. I am very good with Google Classroom. And so I set these classrooms up for kids, and I'm actually just going to open one up. And I think I'll go to the third grade Ed Hub because it's kind of the one in the middle. So I have... Uh, family ed hubs for for parents. It's my winter learning plan right now. I'm going to update them for update them for summer. So if this is not something that you need for the month of December and into January, check back with me because I'm going to do this again for. Uh, I think I'm going to set it for June, July, and August uh, because some kids aren't done with school until June. Other kids are done in May. Um, some kids don't start school until September. Uh, other kids are already back in school in August. Uh, so I'm just going to set it for that. And it's $29.99 per month. Okay. This is a great deal for you. So uh, what I have set up right now um, inside, and I'm just looking at my third grade family ed hub for learning. Okay, so um, this one happens to be a story that I read about a groundhog, and he's got a dilemma, and his dilemma is he keeps saying that spring is going to come in six weeks. It's going to be six more weeks. And all of his animal friends are like really 
not happy because they're like, hey, you know, we we want it early. Or somebody's like, hey, I want to sleep a little bit longer. Hey, I like your plan. And so he's getting pulled in different directions. So this story is, I've, I, I've, I read it. And then I have develop, developed um, a plan of action for the kids. Um, so I've got four reading comprehension skills that they watch separately. Okay, don't watch them all at once because you can't do that. So you watch one. And then you go in and there is a document that you can do to refer back to the story. Okay. So you can go in and you make a copy of it for yourself. And um, actually, I should probably change my settings on that because I think I've shared them all as edit. But I, I think I need to go in and reshare them as uh, copy. Um, oh, yeah. No, I just have them as viewers. Okay. So uh, they're just going to be viewers for everybody. So you're going to go in and you can view the document and you can print the document out. And then you go in and um, you respond to the story based on what you just saw in the story. Okay. So, so you watch the video and for example, if it talked about author's purpose, authors write for different reasons. They write to persuade, they write to entertain, they write to, let's see, uh, give you information. And so the child has to figure out what was the author's purpose and then they respond to that. So there's different things. That's just one idea, um, that, that they can go and respond to. And then I also, uh, give them access to an independent study packet. And most of the packets have like 20 pages or more in there. And there's just things in there that they can download, um, and they can practice math and writing and reading. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that the parents don't have to go and have a subscription to because I have the subscription and it's for the students that I work with. And then there's little activities and some of them have science things in them. Um, it depends on the grade level. Uh, but they have about, oh gosh, this one has 37 pages of documents that are printable that, that the kids can have access to. And then finally, the last thing that they get is, um, just that one month from December 15th to January 15th, they will have access to, um, my online account where they can go in and they can practice reading skills, math skills, and then some typing skills. And my, my current students, if they want that, it's free for them. Um, but anybody else, it's just $29 and 99 cents, um, for that month, uh, which is very inexpensive because my hourly rate is much higher than that. And it took me several hours just to put all this together. But, um, I do want you to know that it is a really cool thing for parents and for kids. And so if you had like, let's say that you've got a second and a fourth grader, well, you know what? Ask me for the third grade packet. I will go in then and I will, um, I will just go in and I will, um, share that with you and then you can tweak it for whatever you want for your family. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. I, I really hope that you guys will take advantage of it. It's a neat thing. Um, it's something I worked really hard to create for your family, for, uh, for the kids so that they can keep the learning going. And then you don't have to hear the word I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. You'll be like, nope, you got a lot to do. Here, let's go check this out. And it's nothing, nothing in there is like, oh my gosh, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, that sounds terrible. It's all a lot of fun. And uh, I am, I'm going to allow my, <coughs> my current families to have access to that. Let me grab a quick drink of water here. To have um, access to that free of free, free, because they already work with me. And I built it in because I'm taking a little bit of a vacation 
Um, and I wanted to make sure that the kids had something to do uh, so the parents don't have to feel like, well, Cheryl's just taking a vacation. She didn't think of us. So um, I'm not taking vacation this summer. Uh, well, I might take maybe a week off, but um, this is just something that I'm also going to offer to anybody that needs it. So what a cool thing. And then something else that I have partnered with, and I'm actually going to pull it up because uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's called the Mary Mix Extravaganza. I shared it with my families um, through Tudorbird, but Tudorbird was like, this is not safe. Um, but I've been able to open it up every place else on my phone and all over the place on my, um, you know, all over. It's a link. Um, I think Tudorbird's just kind of shutting it down. So I'm probably going to send them an extra link to it. Um, so it's called Merry Mix Extravaganza and it's holiday traditions from around the world. And I'm going to share, uh, the website information with you right now. And I will include it in, um, the show notes. So if you've got a pencil, it's AC, A-C-E-S-A-E-D-U dot system E dot I-O backslash D-E-F-B-1160. And when you go there, you're greeted by Audrey Codner, who is uh, the sponsor of this awesome program. She's from ACG Math Tutoring. She is a high school um, algebra and uh, early college algebra tutor. And she has just worked so hard to make amazing events uh, happen. And so she has a landing page. So when you get, when you get in there, you do have to give her your email. She's not going to spam you. She's just going to say, here you go. Here's your free winter calendar activity. And then when you get in there, it's so interactive. It's so awesome. So she's got the 25 days of, um, leading up to like Christmas. It's like an advent calendar, but it's not just about Christmas. It's about Hanukkah. It's about the different ways that people around the world celebrate winter holidays. It's so cool. So we have partnered together myself. Um, I'm going to probably mess up the people's last names uh, because I, I they're not familiar names. Um, so we've got Janie Lynn K-I-K-K-Yab-Yab-K-K-Yab-Yab. Oh, I don't know. I think I said that wrong. She's an elementary and middle, middle school math specialist. She did a bunch of stuff on um, mathematics on there. We've got Dawn Porta. Um, she is from Think Outside Tutoring, um, and she runs a kayak kids camp where she teaches kids about ecology and environment. Cool. So her, her areas of emphasis are reading, math, and science. We've got Michelle Toby, who is the online math teacher. She does fourth through eighth grade math, but she specifically specializes with kids with learning disabilities. We've got myself, who's a K through five, uh, fifth grade reading uh, tutor. And I have um, systems in place to help your child with phonics, decoding, spelling, writing, and reading. Um, then we have Tony Weir. Um, she, one of these people is from Australia. Yes, she's the one from, she is from Brisbane, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, and she has expanded her teaching services into Hong Kong, and she helps children with reading and writing. And then we've got Lynette Young, who specializes in math, but her specialty is the age-old abacus. And then she has she's actually an author of a book, and um, she is going to share some of the coloring pages from that book with you and teach you how to do some counting. Um, so it's really cool. I mean, you're going to get some really amazing things. And Audrey, I know Audrey's... Um, 
thing was making a dodecahedron uh, for the like the 12 days of Christmas or something. So even if you're not into the Christmas holiday, we've got you covered um, just on just basic traditions and then also just these fun activities. I mean, they're just really cool. Like all of my stories are centered around snow. There's some places in the world that don't get snow so that your kids can get immersed in snow stories. So it's just, it was a really cool thing. And that part is free. So I hope that you'll go and check that out as well. So I am working really hard to create experiences for kids um, that don't require them to show up to a weekly meeting with me because I know some families don't, they can't do that. They, they're, they're just, their kids are in wrestling and basketball or they're in um, archery, dance, and karate. And, you know, they're meeting with those those special groups three to four nights a week, and they only have Saturdays and Sundays. I don't work with kids on Saturdays and Sundays. I, I'm just to that point in my um, own life where Saturdays and Sundays don't always work for me. So I hate to say, yeah, I'll for sure be here. Now, if I have to cancel something and I have a Saturday or Sunday open it, open. I always work with my kids that I'm currently seeing and I do that. But my schedule is Monday through Thursday. I do occasionally meet with somebody on Fridays, but I hit it really strong. And then your child has the weekend to go and be a kid. So, and my sessions are only half hour long and I meet with them one-on-one and we make a ton of progress. I've got kids that I started with that couldn't read, that are reading brilliantly. Um, I've got kids who couldn't write that are writing amazingly well. And and then I still have a few kids that I'm working on with math and they're doing very, very well as, as well. So I am able to support kids in a lot of different areas, but my specialty is in that reading and writing and spelling and decoding. And oh, wow, I'm just seeing amazing things happen. And, and, and as a matter of fact, today is the last day tonight. I'm going to shut it off at about 10 o'clock for people to vote for, um, my students, um, I not I didn't get everybody to participate because some people did the story and not the picture. Some people did the picture and not the story. Some people only heard the story and then do, didn't do the picture or the story. But I believe I had five kids that actually followed through with everything. So my five superstars um, are out there and they're asking for you to read their picture well, to see their picture, excuse me, and read their little summary that they that they typed and um, you pick your favorite one. And that student is going to get a gift certificate, an Amazon gift certificate that I'm going to send to them, and they can buy whatever their little heart desires. Um, something else that's coming up, and I know this is getting a little longer, so I'm going to uh, be somewhat brief about this, but December 10th, uh, we have our winter um, uh, activity in my little town, and Santa Claus is coming, so the 9th I'm setting up for that, and I'll talk more to you about that, but I have a special guest that's coming to my house uh, tomorrow afternoon, and I'm very excited about the 20th. 24 hours from now, I get to see one of my students that I've been working with online. He lives in, uh, I think he's in Queens, uh, but I always say New York City. Um, so he's coming uh, to see his Nana because actually they're celebrating his Nana's 70th birthday today. And so he's going to be in town and they're going to drive out to my farm and they're going to come see my dogs. I hope my dogs are well behaved uh, tomorrow. They're kind of hit and miss there. Um, they think everybody's their friend. And um, we're going to see the machinery. And if my husband's around, he's going to give them a ride in a tractor. And yeah, it's just going to be loads of fun. So I'm super excited uh, for them to come back. I don't actually think my husband's going to be here because uh, my mother-in-law's, um, she's got a doctor's appointment. So I don't know if that's going to actually happen, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, she actually does have a doctor's appointment on a Sunday afternoon. So uh, she's going to run over to the hospital for a quick little treatment. And I don't think he's going to be here, but that's okay. The kids can go out and they can see uh, the equipment. And I already shared stories with um, 
my friend and he kind of knows what to expect. So I know he's really excited about that. And I'm super excited to get to see him in person. And then they're going to leave with some books, him and his brother. Um, they are going to uh, get to choose two books from the selection of books that I'm going to share with the kids in town because these books are like almost brand new. Um, and so since they're going to be here, they're going to get their books a little uh, sooner than everybody else does because they can't come for that event. But I'm really excited about that. Um, so, you know, hey, I'm going to end this because you have lots to do. So if you hung out here for this whole time, you get a gold sticker. But please go to MidwestTutor.com. That's my website. Check out what's going on. If you've been following me for a while and you're like, ooh, I want to learn more, um, maybe you've got a child that's struggling with their reading or writing or spelling or decoding or whatever it happens to be, and you're just like, oh, they're stuck. I'm worried. I'm worried about spring testing. I think that my child needs a little extra help, get in, get in touch with me and we can get something lined up. Or if you're a tutor and you're like, I really want to learn this. Um, I actually have a tutoring coaching program. Um, it's our, it's available um, on my website. And then if you are a current tutor and you're like, Hey Cheryl, when is your next, um, tutor tech talk or chat. Um, that is going to be December 12th um, at 10 a.m. So even if you can't join me, 10 a.m. Central Time, um, if you cannot join me, just um, let me know if you want a, a copy of the recording and I will be happy to share that with you too. Um, I am going to talk a little bit more about um, some of the awesome things that Google Google Classroom can help you do in your tutoring business. But then I'm also looking for some volunteers that would like to get trained in Figma's uh, education software board because I am helping host a tutoring conference in February and we would like to use it and I need some people to help me train myself in how to use it. Um, I kind of know how to use it, but with a group, I'm not really sure how to use it. So, hey, I'm looking for some free volunteers to help help out with that. So if you want to volunteer, you can also let me know. All right, I'm going to wrap this up by saying happy Thanksgiving to those of you in the United States that celebrate. Um, as we are approaching the holiday season, whatever your traditions are, I hope that you will be immersed in those and enjoy those. And in my neck of the woods, it's actually snowing today. Um, so I'm just sitting here looking at the snow, just gently falling onto my still green grass. Amazingly, it's still green. Um, so you guys go make it a great day. And as always, keep the learning going.